0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
0: That's right. Yeah. It's about my wife's granny. She lives in Topeka, Kansas now. Her name is Patricia Hoblin. And she grew up in Queens, uh, New York, you know, in a very different world where, um, you know, it was all that romantic era of the 30s and 40s and, Just in the early 50s, she met her husband in a place called Nyack, New York, which is up the river. Maybe two hours drive now from the city, if you're going a very small town. She was at a friend's house. And there he was. He was back from Alaska. He was an airman, first class. I think he was um, a civil engineer in the Air Force. And he was doing his training up in Alaska. And he came back for his two weeks break and went to this party. And that was it. They met at a party. I think he was about 23 and she was 18 and they wrote to each other and that was it. There was no turning back after that. Amazing.
1: I love Uh, romantic stories. I love romantic meetings and all that sort of thing. But I suppose when you conjure up the image of New York in the 50s, um, let's face it, it's nothing like my experience or your experience other than watching something in the movies. So I danced at your wedding to the beautiful Mitra. I presume... This story of how her grandparents met is part of her family lore and it's a story that's often told.
0: Well, I don't know, was it really? So, Pat, she, she backed my um, DVD of Cork, my musical travelogue of Cork from Cork with Love. And um, the reward of the Kickstarter was that I'd write her a song. So, I sat down with her here in San Diego and I said, Tell me your story, Pat. Come on, I'd write the song. Yeah. So, we just chatted for a long time and she, I said, Well, where did you meet Fred? And she told me all about him. And I met Fred. The first time I met Fred actually was in Cork, in Castle White. Mitra was going to UCC and they came to visit her. And they traveled all over the world. Like they'd been to every continent. It's amazing. But um, yeah, she just sat down and told me the story. And I don't know that a lot of her family maybe know the full extent or the finer details of it, which is lovely to have now kind of enclosed in a song, you know. Mm -hmm. They were a great couple. And he was in the military then for a long time. They raised three kids and he'd be just, he'd be gone for years. He went to uh, the Korean War. They were in Germany for a while. They were in England for a couple of ventures and they were all over the States and settled down in Topeka, Kansas.
1: Besides capturing her in a song, tell me about Mitra's granny.
0: She's tough out, you know. Um, She had to raise three lively kids with her husband gone for a couple of years, you know, and. She came from a big family and she was a twin, one of nine, I think. And her brother, Bob, actually, he was a great artist. He used to do a lot of the prosthetic designs for the military. So he was sent to an art school, which was very forward thinking for someone in a very kind of, you know, it wouldn't have been a very affluent part of New York. And um, her mother saw something in Bob and sent him off to art school. And so he used to design all the hands and legs for the military afterwards. Wow. But she's she's a fascinating woman. She grew up in New York, and she used to go in on the train to the movies to the Nickelodeon. You'd pay a nickel to watch the movie, like you know, and come back. And they used to call her mother. All of her sisters called her mother, you know, because she'd look after all of them. She was the oldest by about half an hour, I think. And um, uh, she was, you know, very. Very steadfast. She's always kind of got a very true line of what she sees needs to be done Mm. and very little wavering from that, like, you know, but full of crack (laughs) at the same time.
1: Well, I suppose it's just that so much of the songs that you would sing would be Irish music, Celtic music, songs that we would know going back generations, as well as newer songs from Irish singer-songwriters and the whole Celtic-American songbook that has also grown up. But it must be very different for the whole family then to find someone that they know so intimately and that story that they know captured in a song and, and sung like this. So what's the reaction in the family been like to having their, uh, sure, their mum?
0: They all kind of loved it. Like, and she passed it around to all her sisters. I made a rough old demo of it. Uh, but now that it's kind of encapsulated, it just happened by pure chance. Uh, I was doing a gig for this crowd called Tune Supply out in New York, who do a lot of online pay-per-view only concerts. And it was a Valentine's Day concert. And I asked Gabriel Donoghue, who's a magician on most instruments, to join in with me. And Gabe is in Maine, which is about three and a half thousand miles away. And he said, no problem. Uh, I played with Gabe um, with the Chieftains and with Cherish the Ladies. And we did a couple of gigs together as ourselves. But um, Gabe then put guitar and bazooki and mandolin and some boron on it. And he's got his studio up there and he mixed and mastered it. And he said, you know, you should have a think about throwing this one out. It's pretty good. So we gave it to the tune supply and the concert went out. And then I sent it around to a few people and said, yeah, you should you should let it go. And the big Irish radio station then, Cialn L'Goyle, in New York, were the ones that launched it on St. Valentine's Day, which was very exciting too for the people of New York, you know. which <laughs> yeah, it's been great. And like like that now, um, part of the song is, is part of our lives here all the time because the wedding ring that Fred gave to Pat, Pat gave to me and I gave it to Mitra on a deserted island in Fiji many years ago. She has Pat's wedding ring. And I tell you what, you know, she's a steadfast woman and like she's full of crack, but like she doesn't leave anything go. I remember being frozen in Carrigaline one time. Now myself and Mitra had an Irish engagement, like, you know, building up to the engagement. We were going out for years before we got engaged. (laughs) And uh, I got an email saying, You can have my wedding ring. Let me know when you need it. That's what Pat (laughs) said to me. Like, no proposal of it yet. I totally froze, like, and closed the computer and walked away. That's the kind of Irish response to that. Anyway, but yeah, and you know, Mitra's uh,
1: granny knew you were the right guy. So yeah,
0: yeah, and she knew it was time. She knew it was time. And yeah, (laughs) it was lovely. We Mitra had um, when she was studying. She had um, she had a term to spend in New Zealand and doing a rotation down there. So we flew from Minnesota. I know it was from Kansas. We flew from Kansas. She was just finishing medical school. And we went to Hawaii and met her granny in Hawaii with her sister. She used to go to Hawaii every year for a month, like.
1: Dead right.
0: Oh, Dead right, yeah, out of the depths <laughs> of winter in Kansas. And we did the exchange there. She gave me the ring. And then I had the ring with me for six weeks as we traveled around New Zealand to Australia. And at the end of the kind of, Sojourn. We went to Fiji, and I proposed to her there.
1: And she, yeah. in turn, then became your princess. That's the thing. That's right. Yeah. That's, that's thing, it, yeah. Martin. It's the most romantic story, and I'm glad the romance continues both in gesture and in the rings, but also in the song. We're going to listen to it now.
2: She was the princess of Queen. Fell in love in her teens A brown-eyed young brunette With her hair in a bonnet And he was the man of her dreams She was the princess of Queens Back from his Alaskan parade To a party in Nyackie Street. Where he spied this young maiden At a friend's house she'd stayed in And knew his own match had been made Yes, he knew his own match had been made For she was the princess of queens Fell in love in her teens A brown-eyed young brunette With her hair in a bonnet And he was the man of her dreams She was the princess of queens A man of just twenty-three At first sight a devout debut When he left her for Orangeburg She took him there at his word And long-distance riders they'd be Long-distance riders, they'd be She was the princess of queens Fell in love in her teens A brown-eyed young brunette with her hair in a bonnet And he was the man of her dreams She was the princess of queens Twenty-one, she said she'd marry She'd no interest in a William or a Harry They went off and saw the world Brought up two boys and a girl And lived for each other and the three Yes, they lived for each other and the three She was the princess of Queen in love in her teens, a brown-eyed young brunette with her hair in a bonnet, and he was the man of her dreams. She was the princess of Queen.